What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Mini Crush Monday, Summer Blockbuster Edition. You know, that means no. We get how many? I think we get like two blockbusters this summer now. Yeah, but we're just going to talk about summer blockbusters. Okay, cool. Just in general. In general. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. What, what do we get? We get Black Widow, finally. Is that coming out? That's coming out. That's coming out next month. What about Bond? And what about Top Gun? I know Bond's coming out. Um, I don't know about Top Gun. I mean, so many of these have been in the can for so long, and right. you've already heard them teased. You kind of are like assume they came and went, but they've really been hanging on for dear life. HBO seems to have done a fine job with their dual release model. You know, I think so. Or and, Warner Brothers, rather. Yeah, I think they have sort of determined that they don't think that is killing the box office mm-hmm. like they thought it would. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I know so, In the Heights has not done really well, but the, I read an article saying yeah. it's not because it was on HBO Max. It's because it has a limited audience. A limited audience. So do you know what the the scuttlebutt is about why people are upset about that movie? I heard. I didn't a, know people were upset I about didn't it. either. I just heard it. I literally heard the tease for the NPRP say, Lin-Manuel Miranda issues apology, you know, uh, oh, really? about inclusivity or something. And I'm like, oh. ah, it's, it's, it seemed a little much. But then I didn't hear the actual piece. So I thought you might have heard. No, I haven't heard. But Isn't you, you, I already, the eye roll is just inherent, right? I'm already like, well, what could it possibly be? What could it possibly be? Everyone's got to apologize. Don't I know. I'm not apologizing for shit. Don't do it, Chuck. <laughs> Double sorry. down. That's what I say. I'm feeling sassy today. Double down. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be a different 
type of summer blockbuster season, but I think people are going back to the movies. I certainly am. Yeah, I can't wait. So uh, a little background on the summer blockbuster uh, straight from Wikipedia, because I can do that on this show and I don't even feel bad about it. Don't. So this is straight from Wikipedia. Okay. Summer blockbuster. Yep. Uh, because I, I kind of wondered, I was like, "Where's the block? And yeah, why like, is it what, getting busted? Exactly. Where did that fucking oh. come from?" Uh-huh. Uh, apparently, it says it began to appear uh, in the early 1940s in the press in America, and it was literally a reference at first to bombs being dropped that could destroy a block of buildings. Oh, like a blockbuster. Fun. Kind of like a bunker buster you hear about these days mm-hmm. uh, when they're you know carpet bombing the Middle East. They talk but about a, bunker buster. But a bomb in movie parlance is bad. Well, that's true. I didn't think about that. Um, apparently, the first reference in movies was in May of 1943. Uh, advertisements in Variety uh, talked about the film Bombardier as the blockbuster of all action thrill service shows, whatever that is. Jeez, that's very specific. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think in 19, I think after World War II, it fell out of favor a little bit because of the origins of it. Yeah. Uh, and then in the late 40s, in 1948, Variety brought it back in an article about big budget movies, and then by the 1950s, it kind of became the standard in the press mm-hmm. to talk about like a big, big movie. Interesting. 1950s, way yes. before I would have thought. Same. And then, of course, uh, in 75 was is kind of Jaws is generally thought of as the first big summer blockbuster that really kind of changed the face of the industry because then it was, you know, the blockbuster era of summer movies started with mm. that, and then a couple of years later with Star Wars. Of course. And now they don't say that as much as they say tent pole. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Tent pole. Weird one, right? Yeah, I mean, I I know what that means. It's just like this is, they're sort of all in on this one big movie. Otherwise their tent will fall down. As their tent, yeah, yeah as their tent pole, yeah. like for their slate of films for the year. But uh, yeah, Blockbuster, and then Blockbuster Video, of course, took that name. And now when you say it, you don't really think about where it might have come from, but that's where it comes from. Uh, so I went over to the Movie Crush page and had a couple of little uh, things that I posted dealing with summer blockbusters. And one, and, and not even blockbusters necessarily uh, for this first one, it is what movie just says summer to you. And it, it may be a specific memory that you had, or it may just uh, like, to me, I think of like Independence Day as like just a summer movie. Totally. Because it was released on July 4th. Yeah. And it always just feels like summer to me, even though I didn't really think that movie was that great. It's also easy to remember that it was released on July 4th because it's called the name of that holiday. You <laughs> That's know? right. It wasn't called Labor Day. Nope. Although there probably was a movie called Labor Day about babies being born. Not wearing white? Yeah. Is, is it after or before? I don't think you Labor can wear white after Labor Day okay. is what they say. But I wear white whenever I'm... <laughs> You're damn right, so. Chuck. Double down. That's what I say. No apologies. Do uh, you got a movie that just says summer to you? Summer, yeah, it'd be so. You know, it, it, oh, yeah. Independence Day is not a bad one. I mean, Jurassic Park, I, yeah, I that think feels of. Like you know, yeah. I remember that came out. I was in France with my mother, and oh, she was okay. uh, singing in the opera. Uh-huh. And I remember uh, seeing the previews for that, and then we got back to the states, and it came out immediately, and I saw it right away. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, our old pal Stellan Carlson says, um, "Clue or Wet Hot American Summer." I was in New York in the summer of 2013 and stayed with a friend who found out I had not seen either of those movies. Gasp. We watched them back to back and my gasp, my gasp was thoroughly flabbered. <laughs> that's, about, that's a nice one. 
That pays and off. Stellan, I didn't see yeah. where you were going there. I didn't either. I should trust you. You really should have. Yeah. By now. That was I, great. I only recently watched Clue, and it is an absolute delight. It's oh, did a, you see it finally? I, I did see it. Isn't it it's, the best? It's a lot of fun. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Yes. One of the best last lines of a movie ever. And also, like, it has, like, multiple endings, right? Like, that's uh-huh. the whole famous thing about it. Yeah. Yeah, and in the theater, you had to pay to see one and then pay to see another. No way. Oh, yeah, that was oh, the whole trick, was they were trying great. to get multiple uh, movie tickets that's out of it. That's very funny. Uh, Hannah Duffy says, summer rental meatballs with Bill Murray, Sandlot, and Field of Dreams. Hmm. Yeah, those all feel like summer to me. Oh, for me, it was all those like Disney baseball movies of the '90s, like Rookie of the Year, yeah, Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> I didn't see. Uh, well, yeah, you were too old for. Yeah, those, a little too but old. That was right in the the sweet spot of right. my childhood movie movie viewing. Yeah, when you were such a big baseball fan. Well, that's the thing. I didn't give a shit about baseball, but <laughs> I, I wanted to, those movies were were great. Uh, Teresa Barker says Meatballs as well. We always watch it in the winter when we're pining for summer. Also, Little Darlings, another summer camp movie. Hmm. Uh, I remember that movie. That was very that tawdry because there were young boys and girls being sexual I see. in Little Darlings. Uh, that's the thing, Noel. Do you Can you watch a big summer movie in the winter or vice versa? Hmm. Like Josh and I, for example, yesterday, yeah. he hadn't seen The Ice Storm. And I was like, dude, you got to see The Ice Storm. And I was like, but don't watch it now. You can't watch Ice Storm in the middle of the summer. Like that movie, just—it's got to be a cold winter day. I don't know about that, it's interesting. It's an interesting proposition. It doesn't always have to align. Like I'm not like, no. If it's set in the fall, you have to watch it in the fall. But the ice storm, certain movies are so tied to a feeling yeah. of that that I I can see season. That. Are you are you the kind of person that like gets upset if someone orders a steak at a seafood restaurant though? You know, I don't get upset with anyone ordering anything. <laughs> okay, I don't care. No, it's funny though. No, it's or like a, a hamburger point. at a sushi exactly. restaurant. Exactly. I might turn my nose up that way. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, little no, I, I, I see what you're saying. I don't know that I necessarily need that seasonal connection to appreciate a movie. I think that that for me personally, okay, I, think I need it. I got gotcha. you. But I, I could see how it could enhance it. Maybe I know? don't often need it, but. In Teresa's case, she's purposely, purposefully watching a summer movie in the winter mm-hmm. because it like brings back those memories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it too. Uh, Jonathan P. Suspansky says, uh, "Vacation, the original. We still blast Holiday Road in the car when we pick up the kids on the last day of school. Oh, that's fun. That is fun. I like that tradition. How, is, that, is that a song in the movie that's exclusively long the- way down the Holiday Road? Oh, who's that by? Holiday Road." You don't know the song? No. Is it made up for the movie or is it a real song? It's well, it's a real song, but it was uh it was what are movie songs fake? <laughs> no, I just mean like is it a song like sometimes you know I it, know what you mean. Okay. It was written for the film by uh it was Fleetwood Mac. Oh. So or, it was unless, it, or it may have just been Lindsay Buckingham. So it was written for the film. It was written for the film. There you go. I oh, love I that. Heard. I love that. Mm-hmm. I can, now I can't remember if it was just Lindsay Buckingham solo or if it was Fleetwood Mac. Hmm. I think it was Lindsay Buckingham. Uh, Eric Torgerson says the last Starfighter in Flight of the Navigator. Um, yeah, it's just Lindsay Buckingham. It is mm-hmm. okay. Thanks for fact checking that. No problem. Uh, Felicia Trulio Brian says has to be Jaws. Every beach trip as a kid, I was on the lookout for my very own Great White. Uh, our old buddy John Stockton says Encino Man. I never saw that. Oh, I saw that in the summer, and I remember that very distinctly. Seeing that in the theater. That's with. Uh, 
uh, it was I think it was Brendan Fraser's first big movie, and then of course uh, Pauly Shore. Mm. Um, the thing I always remember from it is he goes Pauly Shore. He's basically like a convenience store terrorist. He goes in and drinks directly from the slushy machine, mm-hmm. and he sa- he calls it wheezing the juice. <laughs> but he goes wheezing the juice. I don't know if you tied that back, but I know that I've heard you say wheezing the juice before. Okay. Yeah. It's something you say now, right? I, it's, like a thing thing? I say, it's definitely a thing I say. <laughs> Part of my vernacular. Uh, Justin Wright says, sounds a little strange, but Anchorman, it came out during the summer when I was a senior in high school and my friends and I just quoted it nonstop. It was the soundtrack of our summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's not weird at all. The best summer he's seen from that, though, is when he's all downtrodden and he's been like, you know, fired from the news and he's walking around like with a beard and drinking milk. Yeah. And he goes, it's so hot. <laughs> Perhaps milk was a poor choice <laughs> or something. I loved Anchorman so much. Oh, I didn't even see the sequel because I heard it was bad and I didn't want it to taint the original. I think it was just one of those retread, like every beat for beat kind of situations. Boy, did I love the first Anchorman. So funny. So funny. Sex Panther. (laughs) (laughs) What what, what was the line? Um, Whatever percentage of the time it works every time. Yeah. I can't remember. (laughs) Very good. I, I believe there was a good bit of improv in that as well. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, you get those that cast together, and they're going to do that. Christine Applegate was so good in it, too. Uh, Curtis King says, Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, and then Ghostbusters. Courtney Hoover says, Sandlot. Yeah, another uh, one of those summer baseball movies. Timothy Hendricks says, Slacker, maybe it's because it's about being in a certain place, uh, Texas, mm. which makes me sweat just thinking about it at a certain time. To me, that's what summer's about, enjoying it. That. Taking it all in with your friends before it gets cold again. I will say this, Noel. Uh, I am not a. Uh, I, I, I like cold weather. I'm not a person who shuns it. Uh, I like all the seasons, um, but I would not want to live in Minneapolis or no. Chicago or any place no, where it's no. cold for that long. I did it in New Jersey for a while, and it just my whole thing was it just went on forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like God damn, it's April and it's still cold and there's no leaves on the trees. What is it? Seasonal affective disorder, you know? Yeah, I had the sads. Yeah, I, 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 I feel you. Uh, but I will say this, and this is what brought me to that about those places, is they do summer big. Oh God, yes. I think in Atlanta, summer gets to a point where it's so oppressive. You spend a lot of time indoors. It's true because it's so goddamn hot. But man, if you go to a Minneapolis on a nice summer day or Chicago, yeah. it's just the city's exploding. 100%. Even New York. I mean, like, yeah. you know, New York City, it's like True. beautiful people out in the, you know, doing their thing. It's, it's a lovely, it's a lovely time. I, I, I hope to. In the park, in Sheep's Meadow. I hope to have a New York trip this summer, maybe in early August. Yeah, I'm going to go. I miss it. I had a buddy that just did a road trip up the East Coast, and he said New York was still a little shut down and sad. I mean, obviously, New York will be one of the tougher cities to come back just because it's so densely packed and stacked up on each other. Um, But yeah, I I need to show New York some love. Same. I miss it. I miss it. I miss it. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to 
stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. All right, Noel, we're going to move on to our final segment of the day. Uh, favorite all-time summer blockbuster movie experience. And I'm talking a movie experience, Noel, not just, uh, and that movie is pretty good, but like one of those, like one of my favorite all-time ones was uh, Point Break. Like, okay movie, but I remember that experience that day. My friends and I, piled in uh, my buddy's Jeep and went and saw it and the top was down. And afterward it rained like one of those Atlanta thunderstorms where it's like three feet of water all of a sudden and the top was down and we were just getting drenched and splashing puddles everywhere. And we had just seen point break. That's very point break, by the way. It was very point break. And I'll never forget that day. That was like one of the most fun sort of like movie memories I've got. That's a movie that's just, I think beloved for the right reasons. Like it's very, campy and kind of corny but it has a lot of heart and like there's something it holds magical up. about it I for, really, for what it is yeah, it holds up yeah, as, I as agree. A, yeah I did that on the show with uh, Jordan Morris mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun really cool uh, let me see here you can think if you have a favorite summer movie experience but um, Freddie Lynn one of our old friends says Guardians of the Galaxy we'd spent the afternoon at the pool got cleaned up and wanted to see a movie my son chose Guardians I was not sure how it would be but to my delight it was a blast mm-hmm. Um, we, I don't think I mentioned on a, or maybe I did on a past stream this, but, um, Emily and I have been going through some of the Marvel stuff that she hadn't seen because she's sort of here or there with that sure. uh, stuff. And it's a lot of stuff. She loved the Guardians movies. They're great. And then we watched Captain Marvel, which is okay. I thought it was fine. I liked the 90s-ness of it. 
Yeah, it was all right. It wasn't the best. I'm trying to remember if we even finished it because we kind of have to do it in chunks or whatever. But, totally. Um, I, I knew that she would love Guardians, and I told her all these years. I was like, you would really like these movies. She's like, I don't know. It just doesn't look good to me. It's got a raccoon in it or whatever. <laughs> I was like, I think you would love it. It's fun. It's yeah. funny. It's kitschy. It's got heart. It's got great music. It's one of those and movies, you're like, right, though, that on paper d- 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 doesn't make sense. doesn't seem like it would work at all. Yeah, and then the big they tree. Just, Pulled it off yeah. so and well. Oh my God, she loves Groot so much. He's it's great. Her, her favorite character of all time. He's so so wonderful. Especially baby Groot. Who is it that actually does the voice of Groot? Is it somebody really famous? Who just it's does Vin the, Diesel. It's Vin Diesel. Yeah. That's right. So. I am Groot. I could do it. Oh, you could do it. For a lot less money than I Vin agree. Diesel. I agree. Give me a dollar. I'll do Groot. Sold. Uh, let me see here. Christy Richardson says, my brother and I were in our 20s. When the Star Wars prequels came out, we were so amped up because we grew up with the originals. He made us lightsabers. Uh, out of flashlights, we dressed up in brown bathrobes, put our hair in braids, and voila, Jedi nerds in line for the movie. That's fun. Mm-hmm. I know you hate Star Wars, though. I don't hate Star <laughs> Wars. I just don't see what all the fuss is about. I know, I know. I'm just kidding. Um, I was toying with the idea of going to Disneyland. I'm going to L.A. in a couple of days, and uh, that 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 uh, Galaxy it looks whatever, amazing. Looks incredible. Yeah, like, I, Galaxy all, Quest. What's it called? About, it's called <laughs> Galaxy World. Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Yeah, I want to go to that, too. Oh, Sarah. I knew this was going to come up. Sarah Stanislav says, Jurassic Park. My family very rarely went to the movies all together, so it was a big treat. Even my two-year-old brother came and hid under the seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's intense for a two-year-old. That's also a movie where, like, I remember the toys. You know, I remember mm-hmm. the McDonald's tie-in. I remember all the things yeah. that surrounded that release. And it's all very summery in my memory. I yeah. think that's exactly the, the right Same here. One. Totally agree. There's a lot of Jurassic Parks on here. Uh, old friend Zach Pointer says, I would uh, also have to be my first movie-going experience, E.T., summer release that started my addiction to theaters and cinema. Uh, oh, here's a different one. Mary Morales says, uh, Disturbia. In a crowded theater, everyone was yelling and screaming at the same time. The best. That movie was kind of good, actually. I haven't seen it. I heard it was good. Uh, I'm having another memory now that I hear yelling and screaming in the movies. Uh, Sister Act. Um, I remember seeing that with my mom in New York in the summer, mm-hmm. and it was just so hot outside. Oh, and yeah. then you go in the theater, and it's like an escape. It's oh, like God, beautiful it's air conditioning. Yeah. And I remember being in a theater uh, in uh, it was it wasn't like in in Manhattan. I mean, it wasn't in like Times Square. It was like somewhere like in Harlem or some other like borough. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was a very uh, lively crowd that was really like yelling at the screen and like yeah. getting all pumped. And they were happy to be that heat. Very happy, but it was like, I have a very distinct, that literally just came back to me when you said that. And that, that was I think I remember uh, being in theaters in New York in the summer and there were people in there that clearly just paid to get out of the heat mm-hmm. and that did not give a shit about the movie. I could see that. I could totally see that. I remember... The hottest I've ever been, Noel, was in uh, Las Vegas one day. Um, I remember walking to a liquor store because there weren't, maybe there are now, but there weren't a lot of liquor stores right there on the strip. It's just like casino after casino. I think they don't want you buying your own booze. And I had to go get some gin. And uh, I walked, oh, it was probably like a mile back, uh, two miles probably total to this liquor store and 100 and maybe 15 degree heat in Vegas. Hottest I've ever been in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's just like you're just kind of out there and the sun's (laughs) just blasting down on you. I I was so hot and so miserable, I took a very shameful couple of gulps straight out of the gin bottle on the way back with it. 
That doesn't sound very refreshing, Chuck. It's not very refreshing. <laughs> it was pretty gross. Uh, Courtney Hoover says, Independence Day, my hometown had just gotten its first uh, B&B theater. Not sure what that is. Maybe a chain that, that we don't get around here? Maybe. Or does she mean a bed and breakfast theater? I don't know. Is that a thing? Business to business theater? Who knows, Chuck? B2B? Uh, for some odd reason, my best friend and I were allowed to walk all the way across town to see that movie. We were 14, so we walked the two plus miles in the sweltering summer heat to watch that movie. Ah, small town living. You see what a B&B theater is? Yeah, it's it's a... It's a it's a chain of theaters. B and oh, okay. theaters, a family owned operation, American movie theater chain based in Liberty, Missouri. Oh, I love that. Founded in 1924. Oh, well, and there's only cool. 50 locations in the entire United States. Wow. Well, I hope they're surviving. Me too. Uh, Joshua Fish says, "Before the rise of the multiplex, my friends' parents owned the local movie theater, and one summer we had a private screening of GoldenEye. Just our group of high school friends, which is pretty mind blowing at the time." That's always special. Mm-hmm. Even if you just happen to be the only person in theater, that's always fun. Bond movies were usually summer releases, right? Or usually yeah. slated for the yeah, summer. Yeah, th- those were. I feel those like were tent right. poles. Mm-hmm. Goldeneye. Goldeneye was that was one of the great games of all time. I agree. Oh, of course, because it was the. Uh, well, I think it was the the deal with that was like they didn't real they sort of put in the multiplayer as an afterthought, and then it just was like the, the only way that people yeah. played that game. Yeah. yeah, I think we've talked about that before. It was. Yeah, we call it Hunt and Chase. It's a great game. I was never very good at it, so I was always getting killed. Totally, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah. it was fun. Um, let me see here. Jim Carrey and the Mask. This is from Jim Winepress. Uh-huh. I saw it at a drive-in when I was younger and loved the entire experience. Yeah, I have fond memories of that as well. I don't think I would in- I would like it very much if I watched it now. Uh, something tells me it doesn't age great. Yeah, I don't It just seems like one of those movies. Mm-hmm. Somebody stop me. Oh, yeah. I liked it, though. Oh, I liked it, too. It Based good. on a comic series, it's much more like a, a little edgy and kind of psychedelic. Like, they made the movie kind of more broad and goofy, but the comics are, like, kind of pretty violent, actually. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. More subversive? A little more subversive. I think it was on, like, Dark Horse or one of those, like, more uh-huh. kind of, like, adult comic labels. Yeah, yeah. With all the boobs and all penises. All boobs and <laughs> bazookas, yeah. <laughs> uh, and let's finish up here with Lee Leonard. Top Gun and Back to the Future, one of my father's coworkers. Love to take my brother and I on weekend adventures. And she took us to both of these. Just great memories for me. That is great, Noel. Summer blockbusters. We can only hope that uh, they come back soon in full, you know? Let's see what we got. I want to see for 2021. What's coming out this Friday? Oh, um, good question. Let's see. I'm just going to do summer movies. 2021, and we've got, like, a Black Widow, I think, is coming very soon. Uh, Don't Breathe 2, which, remember Don't Breathe, the one with the, the, the blind man in the house, uh, the kind of, like, psycho, like, hunting. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, like, that, there's a sequel to that? It's coming out. It's called Don't Breathe 2. I I thought Don't Breathe was pretty good, I thought actually. it was great. Um, The new Suicide Squad's coming. That looks pretty cool. Uh, oh, but wasn't it, um, uh, what's his face, Gun? James Gunn? Uh, I don't know. It's, I think it was James Gunn who James did Gunn. The, the Guardian movies. It's James Gunn. They brought James Gunn in to save, once he got booted from Guardians 3, 
to save the DC was like, well, we'll take him. Well, didn't they give him Guardians 3 back? Because he sort yes. of got canceled and then uncanceled. I think so. Um, but he made that movie in between. Exactly. I mean, so, I, I didn't see the first one, so I'll, I'll go in eyes wide open. Yeah, we've got uh, Disney's Jungle Cruise, uh, a movie based yeah, on a ride. <laughs> uh, my friend Stacy worked on that. Yeah. Oh, the new Ghostbusters movie looks cool. Apparently, that does look cool. Apparently, Ivan Reitman um, uh, very much loved it. His son is the one who did it. And he's he's done great movies. He did that, like, Up in the Air. And no, I love it. All of that. We've got, uh, oh, The Green Knight. I'm very excited about The Green Knight. Well, I saw the preview, and everyone was going gaga over it, and it just sort of fell a little flat for me, I hate to say. Oh, I'm I, mean, I hope it. I'm wrong. I'm into it. Uh, oh, interesting. You know who R.L. Stein is? Yeah, yeah he, he did the Goosebumps series, uh-huh. but before he did that, he did the series of kind of young adult sort of raunchy slasher books called Fear Street. Oh, really? Um, or maybe Fear Street was Christopher Pike. But anyway, there was R.L. Stein and Christopher Pike. There's going to be a Fear Street movie called Fear Street Part 1, 1994. <laughs> Very interesting. That should be fun. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, that's going to be a Netflix thing, but the theater movies is where I'm excited about. So Yeah. I'm going to, I need to get those matinees going, man. Don't they want my business? They definitely don't. Do they want to sell my one ticket. Do. Is it you? You just don't see any. There's just not any available, huh? No, they all start at like four or five, and I need uh, to be done by three. Yeah, I need to go yeah. see like a nooner. Yeah, you have a nooner. I need a nooner. You need a nooner, Chuck. <laughs> well, hopefully that'll be coming back in the next. I think it will. I think it'll. I think the demand's coming back. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, take care of yourselves, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm. Movie Crash is produced and written by Charles Bryant and Noel Brown. Edited and engineered by Seth Nicholas Johnson and scored by Noel Brown here in our home studio at Ponce Market, Atlanta, Georgia for iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.